Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is a view from the top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Hanna, and today I'm here with Arturo Sanchez Correa, founder and CEO of Sofia. Sofia is a healthcare-oriented company that provides easy-to-use tools for people to change the way they take care of themselves. Arturo, thank you very much for being here with us today. It's an honor to have you. Thanks a lot for the invitation. I'm super excited to be here. We are very excited as well, Arturo. I would like to start the podcast off by giving you some space to introduce Sofia in your own words and for you to let us know what your role is in the company. What is it that you do? Yeah, so Sofia is a healthcare technology company. Our product is a comprehensive health insurance plan. It covers everything from minor expenses to major coverage. We operate in Mexico, primarily in Mexico City, but we have coverage throughout the country. And we've been live since November 2020. Today, we have products for businesses as well as for individuals. And yeah, like in this year and a half, a little bit more than we've been operating, we've learned a lot and we've grown our user base a lot. So yeah, excited to share all the details. Could you talk to us about how this project started and what has led you here so far? Uh, yes. So the story of how Sophia started goes back to 2018 when my two co-founders and myself, the three of us were living abroad. I was living in the UK and they were living in the US. All of us were working in technology. I was working in a venture capital fund, so technology, but from the investor side. And then one of them was working at Google and the other at Patreon. The three of us are Mexicans. Actually, we met each other when we were studying university here in Mexico. And we started talking about the idea of coming back to Mexico to start something. We were always curious about moving back here and kind of bringing back some of what we've learned abroad and using it here. The thing back then in 2018 was that there weren't many companies, certainly not as many as today, where we would have liked to just join as employees or something. So the direction that we took was we actually have to start something. And we landed on the idea that healthcare was the space that we wanted to study, approach, and we ended up eventually working in. And the reason behind that was that healthcare is something that touches literally everyone's life. So it's universal in that sense. And it's also very important. So when you have a, either a really good experience or a bad experience, that has a big impact in, in your life or can have a big impact in your life. So that attracted us because products that we created around healthcare could have like a profound impact in people's lives. And with that, we started to understand the ecosystem, the landscape, the different actors in the value chain of healthcare. And we decided that we wanted to be in the healthcare ecosystem from the point of view of insurance of health insurance because that allows you to have like a long-term relationship with your users and also be at the center of their healthcare lives so 
we decided that and with that we decided that we wanted to to be able to control the full user experience and the consequence of that was that we needed to create a, a new health insurance company so that took us from 2018 all the way to 2020 so that was a long process and as i mentioned before we launched in november 2020 and that whole period in between we spent it in just getting the regulatory approval but also building the product and growing the team and building the processes and everything that powers sofia so that's kind of the backstory I find it very interesting because you decided to go into a business in a sector that, in my eyes, doesn't try to be very innovative because it's very bureaucratic. So I'd like to ask you what it means for your team and yourself to innovate in the insurance sector. Why did you decide to tackle this sector with out-of-the-box ideas? Yeah, well, the thing about sectors that haven't innovated in a long time is that that lack of innovation creates a lot of opportunity. So whereas in banking, even the incumbents today, they're pretty decent at how they do digital banking. So their apps are, I wouldn't say they're great, but they're okay. They're functional. That same thing cannot be said about insurance because it's probably one of the most conservative markets, both insurance and healthcare, both are. The experiences you have are definitely lagging further behind the, that same differential in other sectors like banking. The incumbents haven't modernized at all. So that creates an opportunity to create something really different. And that in turn attracts the public attention and creates word of mouth. I always like to talk about how the first time you take a video console with Sofia, and then you get your prescription delivered to your house and you didn't have to, you know, pay out of pocket at that moment in any point. Feels a lot like the first time you got into an Uber and you were a bit like, oh, wait, I don't have to pay. And it felt like a very different experience. And once you did that, like you didn't really want to go back to, to the previous experience with the old school taxi. That thing step change feels like the first time you have a video consult and you realize oh wait that don't actually have to go look for a doctor and then wait and go then to the pharmacy and pay for the medicines there and go back home all meanwhile you're probably not feeling great because you're going to the doctor so having that experience wherever you are be that your office your house and just doing that on your phone is super different to what was the status quo. You're starting to mention something that I find very interesting, which is how this innovation using technology and the disruption in the sector could be linked to your clients' well-being. So how should insurance be linked with wellness to deliver better results? Yeah, that's an important part of how we think about the services that we provide. It's often that insurance companies enter this zero-sum dynamic with their clients in which like all the claims that they don't pay to their users, it's extra profit that they get to keep. The way we frame that dynamic is to look at it not just in one moment in time, but throughout the person's journey. So that allows you to realize that Oh, if I actually spend a little more money, me as the insurance company, I spend more money providing care in the early stages of the patient journey, 
that actually materializes in the person not getting as ill probably the person will avoid some complications maybe won't have to go to the hospital so the whole care episode will be managed better because we invested more early on in that episode and that in turn will allow us to save money from the claims that were prevented and this breaks that dynamic of Every dollar I spend is a dollar that I get to keep in profit. Now it's more like I invest money in preventing illnesses from developing to something more serious. And that's how our business model benefits from all that. Now, Arturo, in one of your pieces you did for Mexico Business, you mentioned that the movement that Sofia is a part of is a tech-driven healthcare revolution. I would like to ask from your perspective, why is this revolution so necessary? Yeah, no, it, it has to do with um, what I was saying earlier, that healthcare is one of those industries that hasn't really caught on with technology and the technology deployment in life. The pandemic actually changed that a lot. Pre-pandemic, I think from all angles, there was a little bit of skepticism about, oh, can I talk to a doctor through a video console and will that work? Is that safe or is it effective? And when the pandemic hit, we were all forced to just try that. And the result of that was that, oh, it actually works. And that actually moved the, I would say, the evolution of tech adoption in healthcare a lot. Still, there is a lot of work to be done. So even though like now the public and physicians accept that technology can greatly improve how, how care is delivered, there are a lot of things where technology can have further impact, like, for example, in how hospitals are administrated and how data is used to predictive and preventive medicine, um, how data is used to track patients and to monitor their health over time. So there are a lot of opportunities still to be taken advantage of in healthcare, and that has to do with its traditional being one of the slower sectors to adopt technology. And do you think this change is a real possibility, specifically in Mexico? Do you think people and the industry are ready for this change? Yes, yes. I think people in Mexico, it's funny because we are very technology adept. If you look at the numbers, Mexico is actually quite fast to adopt technology. Sometimes resistance comes from the fact that products aren't built to match the actual needs of the public and of consumers and rather they're just kind of imported in the version that they were first designed in the US or in Europe or wherever but actually it's very clear from the data that when a product resonates with the Mexican consumer uh, the Mexican consumer is really fast to adopt it and to raise that change WhatsApp is the clearest example like today most of the communications in, in the country happen through WhatsApp. That's because that product is a really good fit for the Mexican consumer needs. And like that, I think the key for us and for every startup targeting Mexico and broader Latin America is to really tailor the products to the actual consumer needs and not just import something that works somewhere else and, and try to sell it as is in this market. Now, shifting a little towards your personal experience with Sofia, I think a common thing is that we get to see the company's accomplishments, the steps they take. 
but rarely discuss failure and I believe it is important to mention and be aware of it since it creates a company's resilience. Could you tell us about your process of creating resilience and some difficulties that have brought you to where you are today? Yes, no. Well, I think uh, the first thing that came to my mind with your question was around this regulatory process that I talked about. So it took two and a half years from the moment we started preparing for it to when we were actually allowed to sell insurance policy. And our original estimate was that it would take that whole process between 12 and 15 months. So it went longer for over a year. And that time is really challenging in keeping the spirits high. And it's not only your morale that you need to deal with. It's like by then we already had a team, we already had investors and we had to manage all, all those points of view, how to keep the team motivated, how to keep investors engaged and, and excited about the opportunity, but at the same time, being honest with everyone about oh, what's going on or not promising things that are under your control. So, so that was a, a tough challenge that definitely made us more resilient. <laughs> I understand completely. Following up with my last question, why would you or anyone interested in entrepreneurship go down this road, specifically in the health sector? What attracted you to this sector and what opportunities do you see to continue growing Sophia's vision? Even though it's a very challenging space and we've discovered new challenges as we've gone along and now that we're gaining some scale, we keep discovering challenges in our operations because now where we have many users and these users are real people like with real healthcare needs. So we need to be super careful not to let them down. Even though all those hardships are there, I think choosing to work in healthcare is something that I don't regret at all. It's been a very rewarding journey when we see our users using the product and our product helping them actually with their help, it's super rewarding. And also throughout the process, I think there's some duality in this. Like, yes, it's challenging, but those challenges and the depth of the challenge allow you to paint a more attractive picture to people that are potential teammates because they see the size of the opportunity, the impact that their work could have. Also, many of them are just very intellectually ambitious of the difficult challenges that we need to solve are interesting. And that brings that other side of the duality. I would say it makes a lot of things easier, paradoxically. Same with the investors and that side of things. It's this enormous barrier to entry that we now have on the other side that that was what they saw early on, like, that's why they thought it was worth it to go and create that insurance company because then it's a, a moat and then you're less likely to have their competitors. And the further time passes, the less likely that a competitor will catch on with you. And in connection to just the depth of the opportunity or depth of the problem, it's the size of the opportunity. So it's a huge market coupled with these barriers to entry. It creates like a really interesting opportunity in the perspective of investors. So I would say, yeah, it has a lot of challenges, but there is a duality to these challenges and it definitely has its advantages to build in the healthcare space. 
Arturo, for people listening who are thinking of taking a similar path and who want to change how things are done in certain sectors, what advice would you give? What would you tell them if they wanted to find a better way of doing things, even if they are complicated? My advice, and I am really kind of cautious of giving advice because we're still in the process of making things work. And even though we've accomplished a lot, like there's still a long road ahead for us. But one advice that I do feel comfortable with sharing is pick an important mission, a challenging mission, because all these things that I've been talking about, like recruiting talent, finding investors, they become easier if your mission is if it's an important one, like people will get excited about it. And it's not only people externally, but also like entrepreneurship is challenging and it has up and down. So having that mission as your personal North Star of why you need to keep going at it, that's also super helpful. So my advice would be to pick an important, challenging, difficult mission because that paradoxically will make a lot of things easier. <laughs> Thank you, Arturo. As our last question, if you could recommend a book to our listeners, something that was useful to you in your path, which one would it be? One that's fitting with what we've been talking today is um, I read this book called Endurance, which describes a Shackleton's expedition to the Antarctic. And this was set in the 1910s, I believe, so, so early in the 20th century and how they got stuck there for like two winters. And it just puts any struggle you might be going through in perspective. And it's a good reminder of just how much people can endure and how much the situation you may face could be a lot tougher. <laughs> thank you very much, Arturo. And thank you for joining us in this episode of the Mexico Business Now podcast. It was great to have you and to get a deeper insight of what Sofia is and where it is headed. Yeah, no, thank you for the invitation and it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining us in this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. Go check out Sofia and what it is doing on their LinkedIn website and social media. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.